Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. You guys, it's Rick Tittle. Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports. I am your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from the downtown San Francisco home studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network, the network that started it all. Slice bread, high-button boots, Model T Ford, what you got, where you at, what you get, yeah, yeah, that's what I had had said. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, Quidditch, rollerball, chess, checkers, rugby, cricket. This is what we would like to talk about, and you may participate. In fact, I'd love to hear from you. <clears throat> what do you got to say? Rick, what do you do when your mortgage forecloses? I don't know about that stuff, but I can help you if you'd like to talk about your NBA team, how they doing. Is your NHL team already eliminated from the playoffs? As is mine. Go Sharkies. <laughs> Not this year anyway. We can talk about that together. <clears throat> also available, the programming is always on CRN Digital Plus 2. That's the cable radio network channel 2 on your cable provider. 35 million homes. Homes. You can uh, listen to us through your smartphone. It's so smart. Is your smartphone also sassy? I had my phone laying out on the table, and I walked in, and it was like, you're late. And I was like, I don't need that from you. And then it just shut down, and the screen cracked, and it flew out the door. It's possessed. Now I kid. Uh, smartphone, TuneIn app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. Um, it's Tuesday. We'll check in with Karen Lyle, salesporttalk.com. We'll check in with Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet, talk a little NHL. We've got a couple of authors with some interesting books. We also have soccer legend Brandy Chastain back once again. And Mr. T, I'm going to say it at least 100 more times. Yes, I pity the fool that will miss that segment. That's right. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Let me know when you want to meet a real man. Come on back. Oh, oh, oh. 
your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. Training employees is key, but so is having time to get your own work done. So once you have them trained, be sure to give each other space. If you've got a good training program, your staff should be empowered and competent enough to make most of the decisions that fall within their job role on their own. That will free each of you up to focus on your own tasks. Email is a great way to connect, and the occasional face-to-face meeting is fine. But if you've hired the right person, let them get the job done. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Starting the show with a a very successful author. It is Christopher Rosso, and uh, his new book is called Subversive Addiction. It is book three of the Ben Porter series. The first one was False Assurances. The second one was Threat Bias. Christopher, welcome to the show. 
How did you uh, get the idea for your protagonist, Ben Porter, from uh, which did this, uh, where did it rise up from? Well, Rick, it's great to be here. So thanks for having me on the show. Um, ben Porter is my idea of an everyman protagonist. He's, you know, when he, one day I sat down to write this story after um, uh, doing a sailboat race, and I, and I wanted a, a hero that was different than all the usual suspects, the, you know, the James Bonds and the Jason Bournes, you know, the guys that have, you know, incredible marksman skills, are good with their fists, you know, good with the ladies, have six-pack abs. I wanted to write a story about a guy I could relate to, a guy I could sit down and, you know, have a, have a beer with. And that's where Ben Porter came from. He's sort of this relatable everyman kind of guy who, who is, is put in unlikely circumstances and goes out and solves the case using wits and intuition and a sense of humor and just a good nature about him. So, you know, very different from the usual sort of spy superhero, but also totally relatable, and that seems to capture readers' attention. Very interesting. When you started off with uh, False Assurances, did you have a trilogy in mind, or you say, let's just see how people respond to the first one? You know, good question. I, you know, I, I kind of did have a trilogy in mind, and then after going through hours and hours and, and round and round of edits, um, I actually sort of knocked it back. And, and, you know, I was told, don't end the book with a cliffhanger ending to keep it going. End the book so people feel fulfilled and, and add closure. But, you know, I kind of like the idea of leaving a thread open to continue writing about it. And um, False Assurances are actually submitted for, for publication by all the big New York publishers, and it was rejected over and over again. And, um, and I rewrote the story with some of their advice in mind. And then, you know, in what was either a fit of, um, a fit of stupidity or epic brilliance, um, I wrote a sequel <laughs> at the same time. And I self-published both books at once uh, last May. So, yeah, it, it, and I have ideas now. I've written three books, and I've got ideas for four and five and, and, and maybe more. So, you know, I just take it as it comes. Very cool. One of the things I love about uh, Eric Larson, of course, who's nonfiction, is that his chapters are short, and it's just a, it's a really nice pace. And, and I, I admire you. Yours are even more bite-sized. I mean, you got over 80 chapters. They're like, you know, three or four pages. And... It, was that something, is that just your writing style? Or are you keeping in mind the, the millennials who can't read for more than five pages? <laughs> you, you know, no, that's just me. Um, you know, I, my attention span is just as limited as well, and I like these little bite-sized chapters. And I, and I was never told to write that way. I never really did it intentionally. That was just how it, the story unfolded, and I liked keeping it kind of moving. You know, I wanted to write a page-turner and, you, you know, I actually just got a compliment the other day that a, 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 somebody was reading the book and they, the subversive addiction, and they said they, they had to ration out the ending because they wanted it to last longer. I mean, that is such a great compliment to see that they were just, you know, flipping through the pages and, and, and totally absorbed by the plot. So, no, not intentional, but it seems to work. Yeah, it's pretty good when you don't, when the people don't want the book to end. A couple more questions for Christopher Ross on the new book, Subversive Addiction. Uh, James Patterson, uh, of course, very prolific, very successful in the same uh, genre. He's been very effusive of his praise of you. And um, I remember him telling a story that he was at a uh, red light one time and the lady next to him was reading his book while she was driving. So because well, she couldn't put it down. So for you, <laughs> for you, have you ever had any like stories like that? 
you know, not, that seems, seems kind of dangerous, but no, I haven't had, I haven't had that one come across my desk. I have talked to Jim Patterson, James Patterson, a number of times. He was totally instrumental in, in being encouraging and getting me going on this journey. And, um, and I recently saw him, uh, maybe a month or two ago and had a great conversation with him. We had lunch and he said, we sat down, he goes, you know, I don't usually eat lunch with my competitors. He's got this great dry sense of humor and he's an amazing, amazing creator of, of these stories. So what a great mentor to have. You know, I, I was thinking that, uh, you know, the art of writing uh, a spy espionage type of uh, novel like this is that you can come up with a great idea, you come up with a great storyline, but if you don't know how to build the arc, if you don't know how to, and I mean arc with a C, like if you don't know how to, uh, you know, a little more of this, a little less of that, what were some of the lessons you learned like when you look back at the first book, uh, False Assurances, do you see things that seem like too prosaic to you now, or, or is it still something that you're learning on the go? Oh, I, I definitely look back and I look at that first book, and I, you know, I'm very affectionate to it because it was the first attempt, and, and there's a lot of stuff in it that I, that I will carry forward into book four, but it's very, very rough. And, and, you know, the lessons I learned are that you can never stop improving. And, and one of the things that I've stuck with is this whole idea of perseverance, or maybe it's stubbornness. I think there's, you know, a very fine line between the two. But, you know, just, just constantly try to work to make the product better, to make the writing better. Um, you know, show, don't tell. I still don't know exactly what that means, I confess, but that's what everyone says you're supposed to do. So, okay, I'll do it. Um, but, you know, I really look forward to writing book four and book five and, and taking all these lessons learned and, and still trying to write better and better stories. You know how much we need content in this country, especially during the uh, the pandemic. And you think about just really the countless miniseries that we've seen on streaming services. Um, when it comes to screenplays and uh, maybe an actor to play Ben Porter, what's what's been going on with that? Well, so the, the first book in the series really is optioned by Spyglass Media, which is a you know, real Hollywood company, which is, you know, again, for me, was just an out-of-body experience. Wow, somebody wants to option my story. Um, so they're, they're working on it, um, but, um, but so far, no, nobody's been cast for Ben Porter yet. And, and, and honestly, I kind of envision Ben Porter being played by somebody we haven't seen on screen yet, somebody who is going to make their name by doing this character. And, you know, if, if I'm so lucky to have more and more movies come out uh, and follow this arc, um, you know, maybe it'll be like, you know, in the future we'll be debating who played the best James Porter like we debate who played the best James Bond. I mean, or Ben Porter, I should say. So, I mean, that could be pretty cool. But I don't know who that person's going to be yet. I think it's going to be an unknown. I had uh, um, John Grisham on my show last week, and I asked him about when you write a book and then it becomes a screenplay, how much input do you have? And and he said uh, absolutely zero. He said you you know you you watch the movie, and he said you you just hope that they do it well. But he said it's also interesting to see how they interpreted your characters, and because everybody's going to see them a little bit differently. But what about you? Do you kind of have trepidation that they're going to completely change the story, or or do you uh, are you kind of like Grisham? You just want to just sit back and watch it. So I've talked to them at length, and, and you know they they want to keep the character intact, but they're going to have to change the story somewhat because you just can't fit a four hundred page book in a in a two hour movie. It's just not going to happen. So they've got to change the narrative a little bit. I I just really hope that Ben's relatability and Ben's kind of good natured, you know, I want to hang out with this guy stays intact. That they don't make him something that I don't really intend to be. But I I, I do look forward to seeing how they change the story to make it fit on screen. And I think that's just an opportunity for everybody to sort of see it from a different perspective. Last question for you. 
you still have a day job, right? So is that something you're gonna you can hold on to? <laughs> well, you know, sort of by requirement, I have to. I'm still in. I, I work in design and construction and construction project management, and I'm and I'm as busy as I've ever been. You know, the pull of writing the book, the next book, is really really strong, but. You know, right now, I've got a foot, you know, in one world of, of design and construction and, and, and that sort of thing. And I've got another wo- foot in the world of, of book writing and maybe movies. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. But for now, I'm just going to go full speed ahead with everything and I'll sleep when I can. There it is. Exciting times for author Christopher Rossell. The new book, Subversive Addiction, the Ben Porter series, book three from Quadrant Publishing. Christopher, congratulations on the book. Thanks for stopping by. Let's catch up on uh, book four. Thanks, Rick. I really appreciate it. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline. recognize myself anymore I'm really worried about him his addiction I haven't seen him like this ever hey look I, I never wanted to start using I, I knew the drill but I was out of options I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop I, I'm losing everything Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. 
They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Oh, whatever works, girl. Welcome back to the show. That's an open segment. If you'd like to participate, it's 1-800-878-PLAY. You ain't got no alibi, you ugly girl. You ugly. Coming up next, uh, we'll have uh, Karen Lyle. Uh, Not in studio, but... Uh, salesportstalk.com everybody's favorite segment baby all right um <laughs> the whole um twitter war thing it, it's always interesting when uh and i say interesting as a kind of a social experiment to see the back and forth on social media that goes on between athletes sometimes you know, it's in the old days, you could call a guy up, write him a nasty note, or just say it to his face. You could do it that way. But now you just tweet, and then you get wives involved, too. We've seen a couple of uh, NFL wives get into it. Uh, I remember with uh, Matt Garza and... He couldn't get off the bump, and Eric Sogard of Oakland bunted, and then he said, uh, that's the only way you can get on, huh? And Casey Sogard, his wife, got into it, and then he said, you can let your wife fight your battles? And I'm like, battles? What are you talking about? So um, <laughs> we had it yet again. Yesterday, if you didn't know, the scoring title is uh, going down to the last week of the season. And Bradley Beal, of course, fantastic player for the Wizards, or if you, it depends on what jersey you look at, the District of Columbia. He's having a great season. He's a great player. Um, and Steph Curry, of course, the way he has come on uh, this season, having an MVP type of season for sure. And right now, Steph Curry leads Bradley Beal by a half a point a game. Curry is averaging 31.9, which is astounding to average over 30 points, and then Beal 31.4. And on Sunday, Beal dropped 50 despite hurting his hamstring. But Curry scored 49. And then we got into this weird Twitter feud because Kent Bazemore... Was uh, And Kent Bazemore, if you don't know who he is, you can be forgiven for that. He's a um, 
he's a decent NBA player. The Warriors kind of gave him his start, and he was, you know, he's he's an energy guy. He's one of those guys who <clears throat> is the cheerleader from the bench. He's standing up on every three, every dunk. He's waving the towel. Uh, and then when you put him in, he's okay. He's he's not great. He's not terrible. He's just a he's an okay NBA player. And when he left Golden State the first time, he went to Atlanta, and they gave him a big chunk of coin because Travis Schlenk, who was the assistant GM, knew him. He took over Atlanta, and he thought, Bazemore will give us some energy, and Bazemore became a starter. And then Bazemore this year apparently took uh, a little bit of a pay cut to come back to Golden State. He's one of Steph Curry's closest friends. And you can see why. They have similar personalities. You know, they're they're very uh, upbeat. Well, after the game on uh, Sunday, Camp Bazemore uh, took to the podium and somebody asked him about... Um, about Steph Curry, and uh, he said 49 points in 29 minutes. That's unreal. We got guys hurting hamstrings to keep up. Now, Beal, end quote, Beal didn't take kindly to that, and neither did his wife. And before tip-off of the Wiz against Atlanta, Kamii Adams Beal started tweeting about Bazemore. And it began with her sharing Bazemore's career statistics, which are very paltry compared to Beal's. And then things looked like they kind of cooled off when she said that she doesn't need to put others down or that he didn't need to put others down to make his point. And then all of a sudden, she got mad again. And she said, I'm mad. We even giving relevancy to someone most people didn't even know was still in the league. And so then Bradley Beal, after the game, tweets, LOL, should I let him live or really go off? And then his wife, Kamii, has a graphic of Mortal Kombat that says, finish him between Liu Kang and Baraka. So then Beal under instructions of his wife, did go off. Quote, you don't know S about me, bruh, B-R-U-H. You don't know why I go out there and play it damn sure ain't for another man's approval. You a straight lame. You a straight lame. But it don't surprise me coming from you. That's what yo type do. Uh, End quote. And then he turned things around on Curry because Curry has openly spoken about trying to win the scoring title. Says that he would like to get it. And Beal <laughs> then tweeted, It's funny you say that because ya mans admittedly checked my numbers before the game, but I'm chasing. Shut yo a up. And then he put a, um, a gif of a clown coming out on the tonight show and then to complete the family tag team his wife then said beale's wife i wouldn't hold my breath for a response but hey maybe after a long night of eight points one assist one rebound six turnovers and six fouls he will have some time 
Now, this whole Twitter battle was one-sided because the Warriors were playing the Jazz at the time. And Steph Curry hit yet another ridiculous shot from just inside the halfway line for the Warriors in the last 10 seconds of the game. But anyway, Bazemore said that his phone was blowing up once he turned it on after the game. And then he said, I guess you can't joke anymore. Whatever. I feel like I'm a pretty lighthearted guy. Hey, man, my loyalty is to SC30. It kind of got out of hand. I don't get involved with that crap. Now, here's the thing. They have a little history. In 2017, a first-round matchup between the Wizards and the Hawks, Bradley Beal went on a breakaway dunk, Bazemore following behind him, and then in midair as he's dunking, Bazemore pushed him. And it was a pretty dirty, cheap shot. Beal almost wiped out, and then benches were clearing and people pushing and shoving and that type of deal. It was kind of funny that the Wizards were actually playing the Hawks last night. It's just Bazemore's not there anymore. But maybe that he saw the uniform and it made him <laughs> his blood boil even more. But, uh, yeah, you would think, how is a team in the West and the team in the East even thinking about each other right now? Well, that's why they're, <laughs> that's why they're thinking about each other right now. It's right there. But Bazemore said, I'm just going to go home. Love my wife, watch some peaky blinders, and then get ready because I have work to do tomorrow. So, listen, um, on the one hand, Bazemore's right. You know, you can't keep a joke. As I said nowadays, uh, Billy Crystal a couple days ago said, oh, comedy is a minefield now. What did he get for that? Pure hate. Screw you, old man, blah, blah, blah. So he's not entitled to have that opinion. People are people are all upset that it's just it's hilarious now what what triggers people. Billy, I said Billy Joel. I think Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal said comedy is a minefield, and he's just everyone's trying to cancel him now. <laughs> so look, Bazemore did say you got people pulling hamstrings. So that's probably because of the bad blood. He didn't forget that uh, even though he started it. And then uh, Bradley Beal didn't forget as well. So the only way we're going to see anything from this as we go into the final uh, week of the season is, you know, just to see if uh, maybe these two teams can make it to the NBA Finals and then we would have a really cool matchup. But um, the odds of the Warriors playing Washington in the NBA Finals is ridiculous. And remember, they were the Baltimore Bullets, and they were the Washington Bullets. And then the Washington Bullets owner had a friend who got shot, and then he said he didn't want Bullets anymore. It's a way cooler name. I mean, Wizards is one of the stupidest names of all time. But uh, it's neither here nor there. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll check in with our salesportstalk.com segment that we do in the first hour on Tuesdays with uh, Karen Lyle. We'll do that. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Mom and Dad are such a loving pair, but the house really don't when they can't They promise you 
This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk with a message from Latitude38.com. U.S. Sailing has just announced that Bay Area sailor Paul Kayard will take the helm of the U.S. Sailing Team, including the U.S. Olympic Sailing Program. Kayard has been involved in Olympic sailing throughout his career. He is a two-time Olympian in 1984 and 2004 and earned a silver medal in star class at the Pre-Olympic Regatta in 2003. Kayard also competed in 2004 Summer Olympic Games in Athens, finishing in fifth place. This is an interview with Paul Kayard. This is an international broadcast that goes out to 168 countries and 82 million people. It's broadcast on the American Forces Network, Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio. I think there's 700 radio stations around the world that carry this. What is it about sailing that you feel merit being put side by side with football, baseball, basketball, tennis, soccer, golf, etc.? Well, like like a lot of sports, uh, we certainly at the professional level we train just as hard as uh, any other athletes. You know, sailing's been in the Olympics since 1928, so it's one of the oldest uh, sports in the Olympic Games. Uh, I've gone to the Olympics twice, and it's uh, really nice to to mix with all of the people who have the same dedication, commitment to excellence that the sailors have. You know, San Francisco Bay is one of the epic and iconic places for sailing. And so to have grown up on the bay was a huge advantage for me in terms of developing my skill set to go and race all over the world as well as all around the world. You take your life more at risk in many ways because out on the ocean, you've done ocean sailing and also sailing inside the bay. Yes. Tell us about some of the ocean races that you've competed in. Well, I've raced around the world twice, and I was the first American to win the Whitbread Round the World race in 1998. And that's, uh, it's like car racing a little bit. It's a risky occupation. Uh, we have had deaths, and we have had boats sink. There's icebergs. There's massive mountainous waves in the Southern Ocean, and gales in terms of really strong winds. So, it, yeah, there's a risk in sailing um, that's probably different than baseball, basketball. and fo- Football has some risks of physical injury, obviously, but um, sailing, you can lose your life in an instant. And the training is essential. Of course, the training is essential. There's, you know, different types of training for a race around the world compared to an America's Cup race or an Olympic race. But we are just as committed and dedicated and focused as any other athlete. This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk. Watch for sneaker waves when walking the beautiful California coast. See someone struggling in the water? Call 911 and throw them a life ring. Go to seavalley.org for life ring stations near your coast. Thanks, Rotary Club of Walnut Creek. Go to seavalley.org for life ring stations near your coast. All right, thank you for that. Uh, Rick Tittle with you, downtown San Francisco here on Sports Byline around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's time to check in uh, with uh, Karen Lyle, salesporttalk.com. Karen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'll be joining you in the studio next week. I cannot wait. Sounds good. Uh, We want to bring in our guest now. Very excited to have Maggie Shea. She is a member of of our Olympic sailing team. I say it our because we are Americans here. Maggie, welcome to the show. I understand you 
uh, grew up on uh, Lake Michigan. Uh, I've always been a little bit, as a Californian, kind of like intimidated by the Great Lakes. They seem too big and rough. <laughs> what was it like on Lake Michigan? Oh, you should be very intimidated by Lake Michigan. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, it's surprisingly big. We often get um, international competitors that come to Chicago, and they're like, whoa, we thought you could see a cross. <laughs> um, and, and that makes us laugh because when did you look at a map. But Lake Michigan is a fantastic place to grow up sailing. It's got um, the conditions range. Uh, I know Chicago is named the Windy City, but it's actually not for any like geographical breeze uh reason um and so we do have windy times of the year but uh sometimes it can be light and you kind of get a bit of everything and it was an awesome place to grow up sailing it's got a great sailing community and um i totally fell in love with the sport there maggie i was just toasting you with your cousin janet adele over at the golden gate yacht club and um in the junior sailing program you started with the chicago yacht club you know what what can we expect from the winds in enoshima yacht harbor um for the olympics coming up is it going to be 10 to 20 knots on a consistent basis or shifty what what do you expect well we've made four trips to train in japan um and, and sail right on out of sorry right near the enoshima yacht harbor and uh every single time we've ended the trip saying hey we need to be ready for anything um because actually that 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 body of water can have light airs, uh, blowing offshore, flat water, um, sort of easy sailing. It can be a post-typhoon system with onshore breeze and huge gnarly waves. Um, certain breeze directions, you can get chopped, similar to what you guys have in San Francisco. Um, so this venue actually has been pretty challenging to prepare for because we just have to be ready for everything. Um, there's, there's not one condition that we can count on the whole time. So We've trained all over the world trying to get the different kinds of conditions that we've seen there. Um, we've spent a lot of time studying the weather patterns and the current patterns. And, um, you know, we just keep saying, okay, we got to be ready for anything. <laughs> you know? And uh, the Olympic Committee um, a few Olympics ago went with the 49er, the 49er FX, um, two-handed skiff type of sailing dinghy. And um, wh- when you think about you and um, the other member of your crew, how much of uh, it uh, are two separate jobs and how much of it is just two people doing the same thing at once? Um, My teammate's name is Stephanie Robel. Um, She's from East Troy, Wisconsin, and Steph and I have been sailing together for about 15 years now, um, on and off either with each other on the same boat or against each other as competitors, Um, and and we're great friends, and we feel very lucky to compete together. But the division of responsibilities that you're talking about is, uh, you know, something we constantly work on. It's sort of a facet of teamwork that requires a lot of attention, just like communication or um, attitude or mentality would. You know, division of responsibilities uh, on the boat is very clear. Uh, You know, I trim the sails and I manage the speed of the boat, you know, and I transition the shape of the sails based on the wind that's coming and that kind of thing. Uh, Steph drives the boat. She's the skipper, we say. And so she makes the tactical decisions. Um, she uh, decides where we go on the race course, you know, and so she'll decide what is the best sort of path to sail to the windward mark and, and to the leeward mark. Um, we work together on strategy, you know, so there's certain pieces of information that I give her throughout the race that can influence our strategy, but she's our tactician, you know, so she has the final say. Um, 
And then, you know, our our jobs are really different on board. Mine's much more physically demanding. Um, For example, my heart rate will average 160 during a race and get up to 185. And I'm very physically engaged and it's, uh, you know, it's hard to do my position. So I I focus a lot on strength and power um, and endurance. Whereas Steph's is, um, you know, she's absolutely fit, (laughs) stronger than me sometimes. And, uh, but her job is less physically demanding. Um, however, she needs to be really fit so that her mind stays sharp, you know? So everything we do is a little bit different, but at the end of the day, we're working together. Um, I trim the mainsail and she drives the boat. So there's not one thing that either of us can do that doesn't immediately impact the other person, you know? Uh, and so we work on that all the time. When I was um, talking to all of the team back when, when you were all here in the San Francisco Bay Area, I was really impressed by the way that everybody was pulling together because at that time no one knew who was going to be going to Tokyo. Do you find that your teammates are, you know, outside of you and Steph, are, are also being very supportive of you during this time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the U.S. sailing team is a really close group of athletes, and the sailing community uh, is also just such a great network of people that are, you know, welcoming. We travel all over the world. People welcome us into their homes. Um, you know, that, that sort of sailor community is very real and, and live and helps us kind of feel welcomed wherever we go. Um, and, and then on the athlete side of things, um, COVID has definitely made it hard to gather. You know, we haven't been able to gather in person nearly as much over the last year. So that's been tough, and I've got to admit I kind of miss my teammates at times. You know, when we're in the same place, it's just not the smart thing to do or right thing to do to go out and party together. Or, you know, not that we'd be partying, but even getting together like we normally would to socialize after an event or during an event, um, we've kind of had to stay physically away. But we definitely stay in touch. Um, I'd say we do a better job staying in touch. And in terms of pooling resources, uh, it's, it's a necessity when we're traveling abroad you know, to get together and, um, share responsibilities. And it's just much more efficient to pull resources when you can. Um, you know, there have been times that we weren't totally synced up with the other teams and therefore we had different training schedules. Uh, there were a couple of years that we didn't necessarily train with the other USFX team. Um, and most of that was because we had a different coach and they had some job, you know, part-time jobs in the picture and at that point in the campaign, it was pretty critical to continue working on our own individual um, agendas. But, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great part of it when we can all work together. And, and I think we've made some of my closest friends and we are a fantastic support network for each other. And I can't imagine campaigning without these athletes by my side. A couple more questions from Maggie Shea from U.S. Sailing. When Women's 49er F, uh, FX was introduced in Rio... Uh, Brazil won the gold, the home team, silver went to the Kiwis and the Danes won the bronze. So with the world championships last year in Geelong, you and Stephanie were able to break through and medal and get that bronze medal. Are, is the U S still behind a lot of these countries or with that medal, do you have the momentum? Do you think this is going to be a, a breakthrough here in Tokyo? Well, I certainly hope for a breakthrough. Um, and it's an interesting way to put it because actually over, you know, historically over the course of the last however many decades of Olympic sailing, that Olympic sailing has been in existence, the U.S. still leads in the overall medal count. 
So in my opinion, we're kind of defending that lead. Um, even if in the recent years we have underperformed, that's true. Uh, we have not brought home as many medals as we would have liked to from London or Rio. And we all admit that completely. We're working hard to rebuild and sort of catch up to where we have been in the past. Um, uh, in terms of breaking through into the, into, onto the podium, I think that last year, World, last year's world championship was the first time Steph and I really put together all the pieces to have a good performance. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, you have a good performance and, and it doesn't guarantee that your next one's going to be great. Or if you have bad performance, your next one's not going to be terrible. You know, it's, uh, we don't like to think about ourselves as only as good as our last result. You know, we, we really want to work on all the building blocks to deliver a good performance. Um, and having a good result can be an indication that, you know, we're on the right track. And that's how we look at the last worlds. We said, okay, we're doing some things very well, but we still have to work on a lot of other things. We still made a lot of mistakes throughout that week. So we have been, um, you know, on the heels of a lot of the teams that campaigned for two quads um, for a long time. So a lot of the, the veterans that you saw in Rio, you know, we've been really on their heels for several years and now we're um, competing more regularly in the front with them. And so I'm excited to race in Tokyo, but, um, you know, we're, we just focus on all the little building blocks to, to deliver a performance, not necessarily the end result. I'm not sure if that answered the question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great, Maggie. Tell me, tell us, let's talk about the boat that you're going to be sailing at because you've been, you've been doing the same uh, class of boat in different places around the world to train, I'm assuming. Uh, tell us about what, what, how this performs, you know, describe to our audience what, what your, what your boat is all about, because it will have a lot of people listening who don't know the details, even though you and I do. This boat is so fun. It is all about speed, um, and performance. It's a, it's called a skiff, which basically means it's like a high performance, um, lightweight boat. So the boat is 15 feet long. Um, it gets its name 49er from its length, which is 4.9 meters. Um, and then the FX means that the mast, which is the, the pole that goes up in the air, holds the sails up. The mast is a little bit shorter than the boys will use. So for two females on a 49er FX, we've got a shorter mast and a smaller sail plan. This, you know, the sails are just smaller because of our smaller body weight and size. Um, and on a 49er, they've got the full-size 49er mast and sails. So the, the platform's identical to the 49er. Um, it, it, the boat itself weighs about 200 pounds, and, and then the crew weight, so Steph and I combined, we try to be about 300 pounds combined. Um, and, and so having a heavier crew than the boat itself means that we're going to get pretty cool like kinetic performance out of it. It's a very dynamic boat. And basically what I'm trying to say is it goes really fast. It's very unforgiving, and uh, we love it. Um, some days we'll go out and practice, and if it's really windy or really big waves, um, our objective for the day will to be just execute some of the most basic maneuvers. And we kind of laugh and say, you know, we're, we're going to the Olympics and we're just trying to like tack and, and jibe competently. Um, but that's how unforgiving and challenging the boat can be. Um, certain, certain conditions will joke and say it's a, it's a race of attrition. You know, whoever can just keep the boat upright and not capsize will end up in the top 10. Those conditions are rare, but they can be, uh, you know, they can make or break a result in a regatta. Um, if you can't perform in those conditions, then you sail two or three races in a day. Um, and then in the lighter, it's a really difficult boat to get going fast. It's like very uh, finicky and unstable, but 
that's why we love it. It's, um, it demands a lot of physical fitness and it, we, we've just, we've had to actually gain weight. Each of, uh, Steph and I have each gained about 15 pounds. We'd like to think it's all muscle, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and we figure, we find out that like this bigger and stronger we get, the harder we can push the boat. And then actually the harder the boat gets to sail. You know, we said at one point this should be getting easier. <laughs> I feel so much stronger, but then you can do things faster and, um, you can work harder and get more out of the boat. And, and so we find ourselves getting even more tired and, and we were kind of laughing about that recently. Well, I would think that there's no sport that needs more courage. When I see these pictures of you guys literally, um, you know, perpendicular to the water with just your feet touching the boat, it's absolutely amazing. We've been speaking with Maggie Shea. Maggie, I know you had to wait a year, so uh, fingers crossed, best of luck in uh, Tokyo. Thanks for flying the flag for us. Thanks for having me, and thanks for focusing on sailing. We appreciate it. All right, and uh, Karen, uh, I'm, back in, uh, I'm back in the saddle again. We'll see you next week in here. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Salesportstalk.com for more information and pictures. Come on back. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. 
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. We all have our idiosyncrasies. I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, we got a retirement this morning. <clears throat> Rick, did you finally retire? Hate you. Uh, no, not yet. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman. Zimmerman. He has uh, announced his retirement from Major League Baseball this morning. And um, 34 years old, pitched in 279 big league games. Mostly with the Nats, second round pick in 07. Um, career 407, but uh, still was an all star. Was very close to a sigh in 2013 and 14. I remember when he was a free agent, the Giants took a, a punt at him. Um, he was the, he threw the first no hitter in the history of the Washington Nationals. That was on the last day of the season against the Marlins in 2014. But he signed that five-year deal with Detroit. Never really got going for him. Kept getting hurt. But he was a Wisconsin native. And in the offseason, the Brewers brought him in non-roster. Didn't make the team out of camp. But they called him up a couple weeks ago. And um, on Friday, he came out of the bullpen and tossed two scoreless innings against Miami, and he quit. And I respect it. He's like, I'm a relief pitcher, you know, and I'm tired of this. So the guy has more money than Sinatra. He's going to be fine. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Got another couple hours.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy told his Republican colleagues to expect a vote on Wednesday on removing Representative Liz Cheney from her leadership post. Cheney is under fire from members of her own party for continually battling the GOP. More signs the pandemic is coming to an end. People who deliver packages to businesses and homes classified as couriers and messengers by the Labor Department saw the industry's biggest monthly job losses in more than 20 years in April. Indeed's Nick Bauer says employers in the industry might be thinking that demand for delivery services won't be as strong post-pandemic as they originally thought. End quote. NBC has announced it will drop its broadcast of the Golden Globe ceremony in 2022 after a Hollywood backlash over the ethics of the group and its lack of diversity. Actor Tom Cruise joined the revolt by returning three Golden Globes he's won over the years. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Each policy points and availability vary by state. A shooting in Times Square Saturday evening still has the suspect at large. From the incident, a hero is called out at the New York Police Department. Tim Burke from the Phoenix, USA, Radio News Bureau reports. We're hearing from the New York City cop who carried a little girl to safety after this weekend's Times Square shooting. Officer Alyssa Vogel says her motherly and police instincts kicked in when she realized the four-year-old had been shot. Took the tourniquet off my gun belt and started applying it to her leg. That's when Officer Carter and I put it on her and then checked her to see if she had any more gunshot wounds. The little girl, a woman from New Jersey, and a woman from Rhode Island are all recovering from wounds, although it's not believed they were the intended targets. The suspect was allegedly shooting at his brother and remains on the run. NYPD Commissioner Demache. How many kids have to be shot before we take this seriously? Bad policies have consequences. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time. Comedies, drama, suspense, it's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. As the Biden administration continues to put the U.S.-Mexico border crisis on the back burner, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton tells Fox News President Biden's policies have led to this humanitarian surge. 
Sadly, I think that, that may be part of how people remember this. I mean, he, this started from his, his first day in office when he invited people to come in and said, we won't deport you, and look at the results. We knew the results would be similar. We didn't have any idea how bad they'd be. And just going to the border, which I wish he would, he would experience the same thing I've experienced, which is seeing all these kids packed in, high risk of disease, being dealt with by the cartels because they don't get here unless the cartels let them. And the only people I think that are benefiting by this humanitarian crisis are the cartels. Mr. Paxton on the Biden administration continuing to blame President Trump for the border crisis. The only way that that works is if people don't see what is actually happening because clearly under the Trump administration we started getting control of the border with all kinds of different ideas from building a wall to actually letting border control do their job and by keeping people in Mexico when they were trying to get asylum until they, they had their hearing. Those policies worked. It slowed down immigration. As soon as Biden comes into office the whole thing breaks loose and you know hundreds of thousands of people are now coming. I think most Americans are smart enough to understand Understand that and see what's going on. New cases of COVID-19 in the United States fell for a fourth week in a row, dropping 17% last week to just under 290,000, the lowest weekly total since September 2020. Deaths from COVID-19 fell 1.3%. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. All right, thank you for that. Hour two is uh, now underway. Brandy Chastain's going to check in at 1025 pack. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet at 1040. We're going to close out the show with Jeremy Fuchs. He's written a really funny, very interesting page turner called Total Olympics. And uh, Mr. T, he will join us at 1112, so in just about an hour. Medina Spirit, which, as we know, won the Kentucky Derby, and now there's some control to say because tested positive for beta-methazone. Bob Baffert, the Hall of Fame trainer who has been suspended from Churchill Downs, he said today maybe it was from an antifungal ointment cream that was used the day before the race to treat dermatitis. That's how the horse got the 21 picograms of this substance. Well, 
first of all, uh, look, what do I know about horse training? I mean, I'm pretty good. Uh, won a few races. But, you're worried about the horse's dermatitis? What, is he going to the prom? What are you talking about? I saw a comedian It said, the horse got canceled. Did somebody find his old tweets? You know, when you walk into a Major League Baseball clubhouse, as I have, there is the sign on the wall, and the thing's like three feet wide by three feet tall. It's a huge sign, and it says, here are the banned substances, dummy. Well, my trainer said, Bob Baffert is a hall. He's not the guys from, I can understand the guys from Brown. Hot Rod Charlie won. Oh, we rubbed this cream into him. No, you idiots. Who knows more about horse racing than Bob Baffert? And the cream had a banned substance in it? I don't know. It, it just sounds very, very fishy. You think he would know, don't you? Maybe it doesn't sound fishy. It sounds horsey. <laughs> All right. American Forces Radio Network tuned in, and I'm happy to have you. Wherever you are in the military, you're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. We're proud of you. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. At Tub of Towels, we started with the toughest messes. 
and quickly realized Tub of Towels heavy-duty cleaning wipes can clean just about anything, like stubborn brake dust, spilled paint, even permanent marker. There's literally thousands of uses. Proudly made in the USA with over 30,000 five-star reviews. Find Tub of Towels heavy-duty cleaning wipes at your local auto parts store, the Home Depot, Lowe's, and more. Look for the big yellow tub. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Check me out, girl. What you got? 1-800-878-PLAY. What you get is what you got. I think that's what I'm trying to say or not. 1-800-878-PLAY. We're on Twitch, by the way, too. And I don't know what my toupee is doing here. But uh, I don't know. With all my 40,000 viewers right now. Yeah, not a good look. Okay. This is why I'm on radio. Uh one of the good things about doing a syndicated show is I can talk. I can talk. I can talk about uh, tennis and hockey and sports that uh, you know I don't have to just like if you're in Kansas City, it's got to be Royals, 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 Chiefs, and I get it. But um, the other good thing about being nationally syndicated is you take calls from around the country, and let's do that. Let's go to Manhattan with Charlie. What's going on in Hell's Kitchen, Charlie? about 67 degrees nice and breezy beautiful day um how's it how do you like going back to work as opposed to working at home uh, is, did you want to get out of your house or no you it, sick of working at home the, or the, were you the only only good thing about it is i feel like i'm broadcasting again when you're in your pajamas and you can't even hear yourself and you're staring at a wall it right. it feels weird so uh, everything else about it completely sucks. <laughs> do you have to go in five days, or is it? Do you have like a three day, two day? Like, is there um, going forward? Is it? Is well, it every day now? The, the good news is, is that if I have an early recorder, I have something else. I I can do it from home. Um, but uh, you know, I try to come in every day. I try to be a team player. Everybody else is coming in, so I don't want to be little Lord Fauntleroy. Sure, sure. I, I, yesterday I was up against the, the the clock, so I have a question to ask. Yeah. Tiffany or Tiffany or Debbie Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the question I wanted to get in yesterday. I just remember when I was back in the day when they were popular. It was Tiffany versus Debbie well, Gibson. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something that uh, I remember when I was at St. Mary's College. There was a rumor that she was going there, but it was on her short list. She ended up not going there. But I'm going to say something that you're not going to believe, and that is I've never really been that into blondes, so I have to go Tiffany. Okay. Okay, very cool. Um, I just Actually, I was just calling to say um, uh, I tip my hat to Steph Curry. He's playing on a level that I didn't think he could get back to, and I whether whatever they do in the playoffs – you know whether they get past this uh, playing round or not. I, I, I'm I'm just real. I'm really just just throwing out the kudos to Curry because that that team. I mean, I hope he is an MVP candidate. Uh, he probably won't win it, but I, I hope he's a finalist because that team is a, a ten win team, 
without him. And the fact that, uh, you know, last, I don't know if you watched last night's game. I, I watched uh, the ending and, and, you know, he hit the big winning shot. And just, just the way he's been playing for the last couple of months, I, I, I just wanted to tip my hat to him because he's just playing like on another level. No, there's no doubt, and and I would like to think I watched the end of the game too, but I would like to think that he would get some consideration. And because you know he's the only guy to unanimously win it, and he's won it twice, I think he will get a little bit of love. Yeah, uh, and uh, just uh, just going forward, I hope they can put together a team in the next year or two to really go for another deep run, another because I'd like to take advantage of the level he's playing on and you know hopefully clay comes back healthier next year and you know wiggins is wiggins and whatever they do in the offseason with with these picks or and or why you know the uh, trade for someone with wiseman or whatever but uh, i i hope i hope they still have one more run in them at least just just why not um but we'll see Anyway, Rick, that's all I got, buddy. I just wanted to ask your opinion about Debbie Gibson or Tiffany and uh, my, my kudos to uh, Curry. All right, buddy. All right. I'll keep listening. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. <clears throat> it's Charlie out there in Manhattan. Tiffany and Debbie Gibson were on a reality show together, too. I remember. I can't remember what it was. I remember they were on a show, but I remember what it was. But um, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I'll, the one thing I'll give credit to Tiffany, she made a career out of doing covers. Did she write her own song? Maybe the new Hey Baby one we were playing. But it's all covers. Uh, I think we're in there. Debbie Gibson, maybe there's one song I might remember. But, uh, yeah, back in the day, the 80s. And then Tiffany is f- uh, 49 because she started at 14. Rick, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. But... Um, as I was saying, uh, the um, the Super League, which was going to come in, this is one thing about doing uh, syndicated radio, the Super League in Europe, the fact of the matter is, is that you still have three teams that have not officially withdrawn yet. And, of course, that's Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus. The six English clubs <clears throat> got out of Dodge within 48 hours. Then the two clubs in, at the San Siro, Inter and Milan, they got out. And then Atleti got out. But those other three teams are still hanging around. I bring it up today because the president of La Liga, that's the Spanish league, Javier Tebas, says that the president of FIFA, Johnny Infantino, the little kid, he was behind the whole thing. Tabes said in the secret document, the person described as, quote, W01 is Infantino. Tabas said, it's he who is behind the Super League, and I already told him in person. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Behind all of this is FIFA president Johnny Infantino. He's pushing, saying things. Well, Infantino was president of UEFA from 09 to 16. And he has announced his strict opposition to this <laughs> breakaway project that would hung around from April 18th to 19th in England. But I remember when I worked the World Cup in 94, the president of FIFA was named Joao Havelange, and I actually got to meet him. He's this huge Frankenstein kind of old Brazilian guy. And the president of UEFA at the time was a Swedish guy named Leonard Johansson. He was this old, big, fat guy. 
it seems like the president of FIFA and UEFA, they're kind of like slick guys and they're kind of like the Al Guido types, you know, kind of these slick, shiny suit type of uh, youngsters these days. But, um, you know, we, we were talking yesterday about maybe uh, Juve getting the boot from Serie A. Uh, Tebas said uh, La Liga has no regulatory capacity to sanction anyone. He said the, uh, the Italian FA could try to do something. Because the Italian FA president is Gabriele Gravina. He was the one that was threatening to kick Juventus out. And Tebas said, I'm president of the league, but I can't, I can't kick anybody out. He said, almost all the clubs have recognized they have made a mistake. The worst sanction has been the reaction of their fans. They have recognized their mistake, and that is what we have to consider. This project has failed, but it is not dead. Without English clubs, they will not be able to carry it through. So, I mean, you look at Florentino Perez, who was the president of Real Madrid, and uh, he was president of the Super League, and still is, I guess. Tebas said, it's nothing personal. We have different opinions on the idea of football. I've heard the Real Madrid president say that football will be ruined in three years, and that's simply not true. It's nothing personal against Florentino. It's just that what he represents is another type of football industry, and it puts us in danger uh, than the current one, and I cannot allow that to happen. So uh, it's, it's weird how they're hanging on, and I don't know if it's from hubris or what it is, but those three teams, they will – sometimes rich guys, they don't like to – well, who does like to make admit they made a mistake? Uh, let's talk a little more soccer on the other side. Let's bring in uh, one of the all-time greats of the United States women's national team, our friend Brandy Chastain, Bay Area native. Come on back. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. 
Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Mabbitt has gone forward with Stewart to the right, Lineker and Howes to the left. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Brilliant! That is schoolboy's own stuff. Oh, I bet even he can't believe it. Is there anything left from this man to surprise us? That was one of the finest free kicks that this stadium has ever seen. Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show Brandy Chastain, one of the great players in the history of the United States women's national team. And she's here on behalf of Save the World LLC. Brandy, welcome back to the show. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I didn't talk about this with you the last few times you are on the show, but when you were coming out of Midi High and you, you went to Cal and, and you basically set the world on fire at Cal as a freshman, and then you had like a Clay Thompson type of thing, right? Didn't You missed two years in a row and uh, then transferring over to, to Santa Clara. What, what was the, the gist behind uh, that whole situation? Uh, well, uh, a couple of unfortunate but incredibly fortunate situations. Uh, I tore my left ACL in the spring of my freshman year, and I was rehabbing and recovering, and I went back to Cal and redshirt my sophomore season. And I realized that I wasn't in the right place for me. I, I, I really had a great experience with the people and um, the opportunity to be there to play soccer, but it, it, it wasn't, I, I knew down deep that it wasn't the right spot. 
And so I came home and uh, I was getting myself back together and I was playing again. And I, I had just decided that I would be going to Santa Clara and uh, like a week later I tore my other ACL. And, and so it was about two and a half years, um, of rehabbing and gaining perspective and, you know, feeling sorry for myself at times and really trying to figure out what did the game mean? What did my academics mean? And really what did I want to do with myself? So it was, it was the best of times and the worst of times. Very interesting. My, my dad went to Santa Clara, so I grew up going to those coaching camps at you know, <laughs> Toso Pavilion in the, in, yeah. In the, yeah, in the late 70s and early 80s. And uh, I ended up playing football at St. Mary's. Please forgive me. Oh, uh, no, that's what, like I said, <laughs> we all have a different pathway, that's for sure. Right. But I also, I also went to Santa Clara soccer camp. That They used to do that with the earthquakes. So that was uh, my first camp experience was Santa Santa Clara University and San Jose Earthquakes together. Yeah, it was the first. I got to spend the night in the dorms when I was fourteen. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's fun. That's good stuff. Um, yeah. But anyway, when I when I think about uh, uh, your your time in college and then transferring over to the the women's national team, how hard was it for you when they would say, you know, you're a center half, or why don't you play right fullback and come bombing down and putting crosses, when when in your mind you're a, a striker, right? So, I mean, I know you did play some forward for the national team, but mm-hmm. w- w- did it depend on, was it Anson, I mean, or was it, you know, Tony? Where, where were you mostly with the national team, you think? Well, in, in the early days, for the first World Cup, I was a forward. Um, you know, I, I have uh, the distinction of being one of, a few people who have scored a handful, five goals in one game. And um, so I, you know, I was very comfortable in the forward position, but we had a, a tremendous amount of forwards on our team from Michelle Akers, Karen Jennings, April Heinrichs, Mia Hamm, Tiffany Milbritt. I mean, we, we just were overloaded in the forward um, base. And I, you know, I, so I played with Anson, and then I was let go of the national team after the World Cup, and Tony DiCicco took the team on um, before 95. And, I, you know, I, I reached out to him, and he said, you know, I'm going to stay with the team that I have. You know, hopefully nothing will happen, but if so, I'll let you know. And I went to Japan and played for a year, and so I continued playing in that attacking position. And I got invited back a couple times. And then after the 95 World Cup, where the U.S. Um, took third place, Tony said, uh, you know, I think we're going to look at this a little bit differently than what we've been doing. So I came into camp, and he invited me into two camps that late fall in 95, while the big pool of national team players were striking against U.S. soccer for contract uh, ne- during contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. And Julie Foudy gave me a great push and some great leadership advice. Uh, you know, we w- she, she let me know that they would take care of what they needed to in the business side of things and that I needed to go out and do my best on the soccer side of things and then we could be together again. And, and sure enough, she, she was right. Um, Tony brought me back and that meeting, that first meeting post that last camp was, hey, you're going to be on this team. We really think that you 
deserve to be here, but not as a forward. We're going to put you as a defender. And in that moment, I think we all face these moments in life, whether it's on the playing fields or in business or in our families. It's like we have to make choices. And my choice was I wanted to be on the team. And if that meant that the coach thought that I would help the team the most in the back, then that's where I was going to play. And as it turned out, it was really great because I, I could see what was coming before maybe the forward that was opposing me did because that was my role was to think in that attacking mind space. So uh, it really worked out to my benefit. Very cool. And, you know, I think about where uh, women's sports has come, and, of course, there's still a lot of things about equal pay and, and things like that. But last week on the show I had uh, Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris on, and, and they were talking about their their new child, and Hertz was pushing – um, a big campaign with them. And I was thinking, you know, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. Hertz would never embrace a lesbian couple. They wouldn't celebrate that they had a, a new child. So, I mean, baby steps, but we're, I mean, just thinking we're going in the right direction, aren't we? Oh, there's no doubt that we're going in the right direction. I mean, the conversation has been exhaustive, to be honest with you. It just, the fact that, you you know, you even said, you know, 30 years ago we wouldn't have been having the conversation. Maybe even 10 years ago we might not have been having the conversation. Uh, but it, it's nice to know that we, we have come around to, uh, that it takes everyone, right? Uh, they, it might not look the same. Our pathways aren't the same. Our, even our skill sets aren't the same. But together we're clearly better. And it would be nice to be done with this conversation. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you agree mm-hmm. uh, that we could stop talking about the fact that I do the same job as you and we get paid differently. Um, that That's a, that's a big problem that we have to overcome. And I'm glad to see that this women's national team is still continuing to have the conversation and, you know, kind of putting their heels down into the ground and saying, you know, we, we need this to happen. And, the fact that we can be an example to everyone, um, not just in sports, I think speaks volumes about the type of people that are playing in the women's sports sector. Very well said. So now, Save the World LLC. Tell us about that because we know during the last year we were disinfecting everything, even our hands 24 hours yeah. a day. So what is Save the World LLC doing here? Well, Save the World LLC is... Pr- giving an opportunity to have products that are um, conscientious about health and wellness, um, trying to protect um, our individuals, our families, our communities, uh, whether that's through um, the mask that we have or uh, my favorite, which is the aqueous ozone spray bottle, which is basically something that's been used for a century in disinfecting and cleansing and sanitizing. Uh, It's basically water air, oxygen, uh, electricity, um, pushed through a mesh that now once it all combines and hits uh, at the same time, creates this sanitizing, uh, cleansing um, mist. And now instead of going out and buying all these bottles of who knows what's in them with words you can't pronounce uh, and multiple bottle after multiple bottle, you get to use this one bottle repetitively by just adding water. Uh, I use it in my kitchen. I use it uh, on my sports equipment, on my hands, um, in the airport, on the airplane, in the Uber car I I will ride in. Uh, It it 
it's phenomenal to be honest with you and i love the fact that i will never have to go out and add to uh, any landfill uh, any plastic bottle that uh, i may use um, to cleanse my kitchen my bathroom um, my dining room and so it's i, I think it's just an uh, an incredible opportunity for all of us not only to um, take care of our own personal selves uh, and our homes and the places we go but also small contributions from individuals add up to big gains and so that's why i feel that um, LL, say the World LLC, myself, and all of our, our team are helping to create a, a solution to a big problem. There she is, Brandy Chastain, gold medalist, World Cups, even Japan L-League MVP. <laughs> Brandy, thanks for coming by. We always appreciate talking soccer with you. Hey, I, th- I thank you so much. And just since you brought up the Broncos earlier, uh, on Thursday, the Santa Clara Broncos, the women's soccer, and my husband, Jerry Smith, will be taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels in the semifinal of the Women's College Cup. Uh, it's hard to believe that we have endured through this pandemic in Northern California, which had us locked down for over a year's time. And this, this team has persevered and now find themselves amongst three ACC teams battling. Awesome. But it's also All right, go Broncos. Thanks. News, finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. 
Stop wasting your time struggling to loosen rusted nuts and bolts. Start using Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. Free All spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts to help release tough bolts and washers. Its formula delivers three times more lubricant. That means less sprays, less torque, and less time than any other penetrating oil on the market. It's even silicone free. Professionals have trusted Free All Deep Penetrating Oil for over 40 years. Now it's your turn. Get Free All today at AutoZone, O'Reilly, and Napa. Look for the silver can. As Gotch brings it in, Sharks get it out. Here's a breakaway. Patrick Marlowe scores! cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, by the way, we didn't mean to cut off Brandy Chastain, but uh, we were rolling into a break there and she kept going. But we always love when Brandy stops by, as do we when Bruce Marshall stops by, as he does on Tuesdays. Bruce is with the Gold Sheet in Las Vegas for all your prognosticating needs. And it's always great because we talk NHL during this segment, Bruce, since last we spoke, the Rangers have fired their president, John Davidson, and their GM, Jeff Gorton. Chris Drury, uh, who was the assistant GM, is going to be uh, taking over and running things uh, as the season uh, rolls out. But um, it's funny, the it was one day after the Rangers released a statement related to the Tom Wilson incident that said the Rangers wrote that they believe George Peros, who's the head of NHL safety, is unfit to continue uh, his role. Um, TSN is saying that's not the reason they got fired. It's just because the Rangers stunk. So <laughs> do you have any thoughts on all this? Uh, Rick, it was funny because uh, last week they were talking about the Rangers right before this uh, stuff all happened. And what makes it curious is we remember a couple of years ago when the Rangers and the, the owner, uh, James Dolan, and all sent that letter out to their fans saying, we're going to go with this rebuild now, be patient with us. And, you know, they had been in process of doing that. Now, they had struggled some the last couple of weeks. But this certainly looks like a, a, a panic hit here by, by the Rangers. And to be fair... It might be more complicated than than I'm uh, than I'm letting on here, uh, or that I know, because maybe there's some personal stuff going on, which is always a possibility when James Dolan was involved. Personally, I think when they got shut out in those back-to-back games against the Islanders, uh, that uh, really eliminated them from any chance of uh, contending for a playoff in the last couple of weeks, and shut out in both of those games. That was sort of the last straw, and then the Wilson thing. Well, it led up to the last straw. And uh, the comments about uh, George Peros were became the last straw. But uh, if I'm a Rangers fan, I'm, I'm wondering what the heck's going on here. We thought this thing was was we didn't expect to win the cup this year anyway. We seem to be on, you know, on course to building ourselves back into a contender. And then uh, you pull the rug out from uh, from the executives uh, on a whim. 
uh, I don't know. If I'm a Rangers fan, I'm confused. Now that we know who's in, who's out, um, which of the eliminated teams surprised you the most? Because I think some people thought Dallas was going to have a good year. I know some people thought Calgary was going to do well. What was the team that maybe surprised you the most by not making it? Calgary, um, and, and not, and, and also not really being close, although they've still got a few games in hand, so it could end up being closer than it was, especially after the coaching change. And uh, I think this sort of backfired on the Flames. I mean, uh, with Jeff Ward, they got into the playoffs, and they looked to me like a team ready to maybe make a breakthrough. Now, that I thought adding Jacob Markstrom and goal in the offseason was really a plus. Um, they, they were sort of going back and forth, but when they fired Ward, and man, they fired him after a, after a win and brought in Daryl Sutter, I mean, that just didn't, that worked opposite. And it sort of uh, took the air out of the tires for this team. So Calgary's the one that disappointed me the most. I guess you could say that about Dallas some too, because they were in the finals last year, though I do think the Stars got uh, turned sideways a bit by some of the COVID stuff early in the season. They were always going to face uh you know, they had a couple games in hand all the way. That's not always good because then they had some games pile up late in the season. Uh, but they just never seemed to quite hit stride. I think for them, the COVID thing may have been been the reason. But for me, I mean, Calgary's the one I really thought could make a legitimate push this year, especially after signing Markstrom and then the coaching change, but uh, neither worked out well. We had a question yesterday from Robert in Michigan who specifically said, ask Bruce what happens if we get a final with a Canadian team and an American team, and my answer was, well, it's not like they're not going to play. They are going to play. They're going to make some special dispensations, whatever, for COVID. But uh, that was just my assumption. Do you have anything concrete about what the plan is? No, I don't yet, Rick. We, a lot of us have here been talking in, well, in Vegas. A lot of people are wondering, you know, what's going to happen uh, well, if the Knights advanced that far, it wouldn't be until the third round when you might see a Canadian team. But after the first two rounds, if the sanctions are not lifted in Canada, and they are pretty tight, and that's uh, you know crossing the board. That's why the Blue Jays aren't playing at home, and it's why the Raptors are played their whole season in Tampa. Um, the Canadian teams, I don't know that they have an option other than they're going to have to move their games south of the border. And that's just it. I mean, if the, if the American, if the U.S. teams can't cross the border freely, um, and in a playoff, and it was different in the bubble last year. They had time to get up there, and then all the restrictions and all would have been lifted. In a playoff, you don't have two weeks, ten days, two weeks between visits. They're going to have to relocate south of the border. There is no other option. Now they haven't officially announced that yet. I don't see any other option they have, Rick. Um, and if uh, Toronto is still playing, they're going to have to play their games in Buffalo. I, that's my gut feel, and people around here seem to think that their home games would be probably in Buffalo. And if uh, whoever else, uh, whoever comes out of the uh, the North like that, and if, at, by that point, it would only be one team. Uh, so if it's Toronto, Buffalo, if it's Edmonton, you know, uh, maybe they, uh, I mean, who knows where they would end up playing. Maybe it's Minnesota, but the, uh, there's only going to be one team that would be involved after the second round from Canada. So, but there will be one, and we'll just have to see what happens. A couple more questions for Bruce Marshall and the Gold Sheet. When I think about the long-suffering Maple Leafs fan, I mean, you can go through the list and you can look at you know Carolina and Tampa Bay, Florida, the Caps, Pittsburgh, 
Edmonton, whoever, but I think this is their best chance to maybe win the whole thing. I'm not saying I'm putting money on them, but I'm just saying the opportunity is actually there. I don't see anyone who is just going to stomp them out. I think they have an actual chance. What do you think? I agree, Rick. And, you know, in the past, I mean, in several times in recent years, that first playoff round uh, on the bubble last year was uh, Columbus. But before that, I mean, Boston had been a real thorn in Toronto's side, and they, they just haven't been able to get over that hump. And this year, I mean, the lane is pretty clear. I mean, especially you look in the north. Uh, I mean, at, at this stage, uh, probably Montreal in the first round here. And Montreal is not playing well. Neither is Winnipeg. The only threat in the north is Edmonton. And Toronto would be favored in that series. Um, and so I, I could see them, uh, the, the path to the final. If they can't get to the final four this year, I mean, they're never going to do it. We've said before, I think adding Joe Thornton was a big plus. I think they needed that in the locker room um, in the post-Babcock era, and I thought that team lacked a little bit of maturity last year um, as Sheldon Keefe was more of a buddy of the players. They needed somebody to get everybody straight, and I think Thornton's done that. And the goaltending, I mean, Jack Campbell has been a revelation this year um, in in goal. I mean, he's been great in there when, when Anderson had to go down. To the point where they may let Frederick Anderson may walk it after this season. They may think they've got their goalie in Campbell, and they'd have to probably add another veteran. But that's been another thing too. Campbell's been such a nice surprise for them. So if they can't do it this year, at least get to the Final Four this year. And if I want to say that's only happened once, I think, and I think it was in '93 in the last several decades to get on the brink of the uh, of the finals. Uh, it, I'm not sure when it's going to happen. It has to happen this year. Yeah, you mentioned the Habs who snuck in of. I was just thinking, who's the worst team in the playoffs for you? Is is it the the Jets, the the Habs, or maybe St. Louis? Um, I'm going to say the Habs. Although uh, Winnipeg's recent form, right now, Winnipeg might be the worst uh, because they've uh, only won one of their last ten, so they're hitting the postseason cold. But you, you kind of you, you saw Winnipeg when Winnipeg was going well this year. I mean, they they look pretty good, and you've got. Big time goalie. So does Montreal have fine in goal, but they have just done nothing since uh, uh, the, the switch to Dominique Ducharme. I think that was another panic move. One other one note, though. I mean, Montreal has ten uh, overtime losses this season, and a lot of those are shootouts. You don't have shootouts in the uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, playoffs here, so maybe that'll work in Montreal's favor. But I think right now it's it's probably one of those two. St. Louis still has the core of a team that won the Cup two years ago, so I think they're above both of those two. And then one more question: Who's your, your your dark horse? Like who's lurking? I mentioned a team like Boston who did well at the trade deadline. You know Edmonton with those sharpshooters. Uh, who's a dark horse for you? Nashville played, has played as well as anybody the last two months. Uh, I'm not sure what these last two wins over Carolina mean, but that's the first round matchup, and they hadn't won the first six versus Carolina. Mm. UC Soros has been as good as any goalie in the league the last couple months. They've sort of changed their style on the fly here. It's a heavy-hitting, forechecking team now, which it wasn't earlier in the year. And uh, as a, for a long-shot play in the playoffs, and they're coming in pretty hot, Nashville's the one I'd watch out for. All right. Uh, I mentioned the Gold Sheet, goldsheet.com. What's going on down there? Thanks, Ricky. Check us out online at goldsheet.com. we got all the stuff. we still got NBA regular season through next week, and then uh, we'll get into the playoffs. But we have the publication every day through the regular season. Good write-ups every day on these games 
And then, of course, we make picks on everything, including soccer, every day. Uh, Goldsheet.com, my picks there. Also, Vegas Insider and DonBest.com. Goldsheet.com. Check it out. Bruce Marshall from Vegas, everybody. Bruce, as always, thanks for your time and expertise, my man. Thanks, Rick. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll get on back on Byline. an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. 
Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one? Tittle always goes commando. Thank you for that. Uh, we still have another hour to go. Mr. T coming up in uh, around 15 minutes. Jerry Fuchs uh, has written a really cool book called uh, Total Olympics. Every obscure, hilarious, dramatic, and expiring tale worth knowing. It's a very cool hardcover book. Um, I'm heading over to uh, check out the San Francisco Giants after this. And I was thinking, cool, Padres. And I'm like, oh, no, it's Rangers. <laughs> Missed them. Last time I went to see the Giants and the Rangers, it was the World Series. And I remember they uh, in the eighth inning, they played Lights by Journey. And they, I'll say this about the Ranger fans. They were very well-behaved. And um, from people I know who went to Texas, was that 2010, right? Who went to Texas, they said that the uh, the Rangers, uh, the, the other fans were just super polite. And you think about the Rangers, they never won a World Series. In fact, the next year they would be within one out, several pitches, and choke it to St. Louis. Remember that? Berkman and Freeze and those guys. Um. Now, Anaheim, I went to all seven of those games in 2001, was it? 2002. And uh, that's where a guy threatened to kill me. So uh, the scumbag California fans, I guess I'm one too, but uh, not polite uh, at all. But anyway, I have to, um, apparently before you go in, you have to prove that you have had a negative test in the last 48 hours or show that you are uh, fully vaxxed. So I guess I'll uh, go through that rigmarole. Um, I'm not going in as a journalist, in quotes. My um, buddy just uh, texted me last night, and um, his parents are like, you know, 80. It's like my mom and dad are going. They got a pot of four. What are you doing after your show? We got some amazing seats behind the Giants dugout, and... And I was like, ah, what the hell? I go check it out. Um, you know, I went to A's opening day. Some people have said, uh, hey, let's get some tickets. Uh, it's hard to get off my ass and go back. It's just, it's not the same feeling. And um, I sort of feel like I should bring my own food because I know, uh, first of all, it's a million dollars for a drink there, but also <laughs> every stadium. I don't know what the choice of food is. I guess I could just get a dog uh, while I'm there. But most of it has to be brought to you. But I think it might be club level, so they might bring it down to you. I don't know. I'm just excited I'm going to a game. Uh, that's all. you know. And I can actually root against the Rangers because I hate the Rangers. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Take that 45-minute walk it over there right around first pitch. All right, no one cares. I have another full hour. Mr. T, I pity the fool.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy told his Republican colleagues to expect a vote on Wednesday on removing Representative Liz Cheney from her leadership post. Cheney is under fire from members of her own party for continually battling the GOP. More signs the pandemic is coming to an end. People who deliver packages to businesses and homes classified as couriers and messengers by the Labor Department saw the industry's biggest monthly job losses in more than 20 years in April. Indeed's Nick Bauer says employers in the industry might be thinking that demand for delivery services won't be as strong post-pandemic as they originally thought, end quote. NBC has announced it will drop its broadcast of the Golden Globe ceremony in 2022 after a Hollywood backlash over the ethics of the group and its lack of diversity. Actor Tom Cruise joined the revolt by returning three Golden Globes he's won over the years. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy points and availability vary by state. A shooting in Times Square Saturday evening still has the suspect at large. From the incident, a hero is called out at the New York Police Department. Tim Burke from the Phoenix, USA, Radio News Bureau reports. We're hearing from the New York City cop who carried a little girl to safety after this weekend's Times Square shooting. Officer Alyssa Vogel says her motherly and police instincts kicked in when she realized the four-year-old had been shot. Took the tourniquet off my gun belt and started applying it to her leg. That's when Officer Carter and I put it on her and then checked her to see if she had any more gunshot wounds. The little girl, a woman from New Jersey, and a woman from Rhode Island are all recovering from wounds, although it's not believed they were the intended targets. The suspect was allegedly shooting at his brother and remains on the run. NYPD Commissioner Demache. How many kids have to be shot before we take this seriously? Bad policies have consequences. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time. Comedies, drama, suspense, it's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. As the Biden administration continues to put the U.S.-Mexico border crisis on the back burner, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton tells Fox News President Biden's policies have led to this humanitarian surge. 
Sadly, I think that, that may be part of how people remember this. I mean, he, this started from his, his first day in office when he invited people to come in and said, we won't deport you, and look at the results. We knew the results would be similar. We didn't have any idea how bad they'd be. And just going to the border, which I wish he would, he would experience the same thing I've experienced, which is seeing all these kids packed in, high risk of disease, being dealt with by the cartels because they don't get here unless the cartels let them. And the only people I think that are benefiting by this humanitarian crisis are the cartels. Mr. Paxton on the Biden administration continuing to blame President Trump for the border crisis. The only way that that works is if people don't see what is actually happening because clearly under the Trump administration we started getting control of the border with all kinds of different ideas from building a wall to actually letting border control do their job and by keeping people in Mexico when they were trying to get asylum until they, they had their hearing. Those policies worked. It slowed down immigration. As soon as Biden comes into office the whole thing breaks loose and you know hundreds of thousands of people are now coming. I think most Americans are smart enough to understand Understand that and see what's going on. New cases of COVID-19 in the United States fell for a fourth week in a row, dropping 17% last week to just under 290,000, the lowest weekly total since September 2020. Deaths from COVID-19 fell 1.3%. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you so much and welcome back. Hour three of titillating sports underway. Mr. T coming up on the other side. Uh, Sad news in the world of sports. Very sorry to report that Colt Brennan has passed away. Only 37. It's uh, very upsetting and shocking. Uh, This was a guy who, of course, uh, at the University of Hawaii, um, had one of the most amazing seasons a quarterback has ever had in college football history. And he's still the only guy from University of Hawaii who's been a Heisman finalist. Started off at Saddleback College, which is a great junior college for football down in uh, Mission Viejo, Orange County. But um, had that sidearm delivery, so a lot of people thought that maybe it wouldn't translate to the NFL because he wasn't over the top. But, you know, this is a guy that... In his last year, threw for 53 touchdown passes, had Devon Bess as one of his receivers. 
and uh, then played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, and they lost. And I remember the Hawaii was saying, how come we're not in the don't get a shot at the national championship. And that's actually, I think, when I came up with my promotion relegation system where a team like Hawaii could earn their way in. But um, <clears throat> he did get drafted by the, as they were known then, Redskins uh, as a uh, six-round pick. And um, unfortunately, uh, he didn't play well as a rookie, and then he got hurt, and uh, then he got into a uh, car crash with his girlfriend in Hawaii, and uh, he was in the hospital uh, out cold for about a week, and um, then he had some substance abuse problems and some DUIs, plural, and from this report says that uh, he died in a rehab center, which is sad. But one of his former coaches, Rich Miana, says, you talk about Tiger Woods, you talk about Tom Brady, you talk about LeBron James. He was that popular in the state of Hawaii. That's very sad. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We will take a quick break. We'll come on back with Mr. T on Sports Byline. Ready for an oil change? Our professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts recommend all the best products to get the job done right. Like five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil on sale now, just $28.95. And we'll make sure you have all the supplies you need, including a filter, funnel, shop towels, drain pan, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now. And get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. 
Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Mr. T, and he's here on behalf of uh, Tide, and Tide is celebrating Earth Month with hashtag turn to cold. They want you to wash your clothes in cold water. Uh, Mr. T, welcome to the show. Um, what's up with the cold water thing? Is it going to save the planet, save some energy in your bills? Thank you, brother, for for inviting me. I am honored. Yes, yes. You know, it's cold water. You know, you you, you will save money. It helps helps with the environment because you know you don't have to turn the hot water to wash it. You know, get your clothes just as clean. And and what make it great about it? You know, this is a real testimony from Mister T with Tide. I've been using Tide all my life. I know it might sound corny. My mother used to wash our clothes in Tide. I remember back in high school, back in the 60s, and at Dunbar Vocational you know, in Chicago, you know, wrestling my, washing my wrestling uniform and my football uniforms, and they, and they turn up brighter than the other guys' uniform. So we've been using Tide for a long time. I told them when they, uh, Cole called me to tell me about Tide. I said, hey, man, I've been using Tide. This is nothing new to me. All right, to turn the cold water, all right, that might be a little... Look different because I mean before I would wash some things in cold, some in lukewarm, you know, and stuff like that. But now everything in cold it'll still come out the same. So I'm for that. Right on, guys. I'm glad you called me because I tell them because how can you spell tie without Mister D? <laughs> <laughs> I was born to play this here, man. I was waiting on Ty to call me. I said, Ty, what take you so long? Bang. <laughs> so now I'm with him. All right. All right. <laughs> well, hey. Very well said. Hey, I think I remember, I don't know, I think it was the Letterman one time where, where you showed during the Blues Brothers, during that big mad right. scene at Daily, right. you, you can see you blurry for like a half a second out of the car. That, uh, sitting here, I'm sorry. I said uh, in the Blues Brothers, you can see you at that big mob at Daily Plaza outside of the car for like a half oh, a yeah, second. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was my first acting job. Yeah, I was an extra. Yeah. And then I, they gave me, oh, I, I think I got $15 that day. Yeah, when they crashed through the Daily Plaza. Yep, that was it. That was my acting debut. You had to look real fast to catch me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. That was me. We got to start somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yep. That was my humble beginnings. Yep, yep, yep. You know, no, it's, it's, you know it's, it's, it's been quite a run. It has, and I, I want to throw this out to you, too, because I remember when I was a senior in high school, one of my friends said, you got to see D.C. Cab. It's 
hella funny, and he just loved that movie. I never that that that's never on reruns. Where is DC Cap? No, every once in a while you can catch it. It's amazing. They don't show it that much. They show Rocky a lot, you know, and they need to show DC Cap because that was a special role for me. Because I remember at the Washington Monument, I'm giving that great speech. I said, I don't know what you guys became, but I love what I became the past few days. I'm never going back to where I was before. Boom, we're going to find them. Wow, and that was special. You know, I interacted with a lot of the different guys, you know, so it was a good role for me. I liked it, you know, it, it was fun. It, it had a message with and that was great about it it's really cool and i love the way you came up into the business and for a a long time you were uh you know a high-priced bodyguards with a lot of celebrities when i looked at all the celebrities that you were bodyguard for the name that really uh stuck out for me was steve mcqueen who was like the coolest dude ever was he cool in, in person as well yeah, you know, and then like I tell everybody, I I, I made a point not not getting too close, just being just being there. I mean, when he came in town, Chicago to do the hunter, you know, so I was there with him and stuff like that, you know. And so I just did my job. I was like I was like a statue, you know. I don't say nothing unless they say me. They say good morning, I say good morning. I don't, you know. I just did my job. My greatest my greatest reward when a when a when a client, not just celebrity, because I've probably got a lot of people, and I don't like to try to sell celebrity. So my greatest reward when somebody says thank you, you know, when they take me to get my job, like I tell you about the bodyguard, was get people from point A to point B without being harassed or without being harmed, and that's what I pride myself on. Matter of fact, back in the day, my business card would read, "Mr. T, bodyguard extraordinaire. Next to God, there's no better protector than I, because <laughs> I would consider myself like." A Kamikaze. If there was a gun, I was supposed to be shot. If there was a knife, I was supposed to be stabbed. That's a bodyguard job. You know, I wasn't there just to be big and burly and to push people back. No, my job is to protect them, get them home safely, and get them to the point and stuff like that. And that's what I pride myself on. That's why I never, I never joked around that much when I was bodyguarding people. You know, did my job, and I was a loner back then. You know, and so, so yes. Very cool. And I would imagine when you were being a bodyguard for like Muhammad Ali and Leon Spinks and Joe Frazier, with your boxing background, did they ever want to like spar a little bit? <laughs> no, people always ask me stuff like that. Ask me I get in the ring with them and stuff like that. So no, I, you know, no, <laughs> it's nothing like that. But like I said, and I, I was at the beginning, I was a little nervous with Ali because he was my idol, my hero, and stuff like that. He, I'm giving, I'm bodyguarding him. I mean, when he came to my high school when, when I was a wrestling champ, then I remember, you know, now I'm bodyguarding him. Man, this Ali, the greatest guy in the world, a fighter who, who stood up and said, I ain't going to Vietnam and stood up for this here. And man, wow. And, it was just special, you know, and said, nah, then I'd snap out right quick. You got a job to do. Don't get, you know, and so, no, it was just special. That's all I can just say. It's just special, you know, what an honor to be with my hero to protect him. He's the man who gave me hope and to gave me the, you know, to be somebody, you come out the hood, you're not where you come from, you know, without being the ghetto, you rise above all that, you know, and so that's what it was about, you know. I think one of the things, too, that's incredible about your career is even though you were a tough guy, you were embraced by middle America, by children. I mean, Nancy Reagan sat in your lap. Everybody loved you. Oh, oh man. 
and, 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 and I'm glad you brought that up, and people need to know that. Here's a guy, like I said, like, well, I, would t- I use that to, 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 to try to inspire people. It's not where you come from. Yeah, I come from, come from the projects, come from the ghetto, come from food stamps and all that, but I never robbed nobody. I never was in a gang. I never snatched nobody's purse. I never broke in nobody's house. I, 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 you know, and, and that's saying something, you know. Sure, we was poor. I tell everybody, we was poor financially, but we was rich spiritually. I love my mother. My mother didn't, like I said, she was a scrub floor. She didn't scrub floors so I could be a thug, so I can break in somebody's house, you know. And here was my mother always told me, say, you just be good, do the best you can. And that's what it's about. And I remember doing the 18 days, and I'm, you know, telling kids, we were feeling different parts of Los Angeles, and I'm go around places that were schools, and I would tell the kids, stay in school, listen to your mother, you know, don't do drugs and stuff like that. And I, I never knew that Nancy Reagan would get the message and stuff like that. Then they, she invited me to the White House. We got a call from the president of NBC. They said, wow, the, the White House won't invite Mr. T to the, the CNN. I said, no, you're joking. You know, everybody was joking. Then when I told the guy I was on the A-team, I said, man, next week they want to fly me to the White House. They, they, they couldn't nobody believe it. You know, yeah, I couldn't. And that's, a, and that's what it's about. I said, man, it's not where you come from. You just keep being good. And she heard my message, heard me telling kids and she said, wow, she said, I want to start my Just Say No book. I would love for you to be with me. I said, wow, Nancy. And then I would tell her my story, where I come from. Then I brought one of my brothers, two of my brothers there with me. One of them was Chicago firemen, the other one was Chicago police officer. And she said, wow, I would, I would really like to meet your mother one day. You know, she must be a special lady, you know, to hear she raised these sons in spite of where you come from. And that's the whole what the message was about, you know. And so then I get a security clearance to visit the White House six times after that. That means something. I would tell the people, security clearance, you know what that means? I would tell the kids, I mean, they checked my record. I didn't, wasn't in jail, didn't rob nobody. And I would tell them, I said, you think if I was in the game, I would have got invited to the White House, meet the president, then the first lady sit on my lap? No, that wouldn't have happened. That happened because I try to be a good person. Sure, I'm a tough guy if you jump me. If you don't jump me, you won't know how tough I am, you know. So I only use my toughness when it's necessary. Like I said, so there, me want to tell kids, don't do drugs, stay in school, study hard, listen to your mother. And that's what it's about. They can see where you can go, you know. And so I was honored to meet the First Lady Nancy and to meet the President. Great stuff. Great message. Still getting it done. Still positive. Mr. T, check out Tides Earth Month. Hashtag turn to cold. Mr. T, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it, my man. No, thank you, brother, for inviting me. Keep up the good work. All right, thank you very much. I'm Rick Tittle. We got open lines. Come on back on. your dog is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is maybe they seem slow or lethargic and maybe they just don't have energy wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life pet joy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products if your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want just let us know and we'll make it right totally risk-free what do you have to lose You can't buy Pet Joy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. 
Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. All right. Uh, thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Mr. T was good, huh? Bringing the energy, the positivity. Very good. Coming up the next segment, author Jeremy Fuchs will join us. Lines are available. 1-800-878-PLAY. You know, I told... Uh, you yesterday that I tried to get Dogecoin and both my credit cards said that there was a fraud alert, so I'm I'm not getting into Dogecoin. I was thinking about cryptocurrency. If there's no electricity, then you don't have any money. I mean, it exists on a server. So if the power goes out, you're penniless. <laughs> but as Bitcoin becomes increasingly popular and we have seen players say, pay me in Bitcoin. Well, Sean Culkin, 
a tight end asked the Kansas City Chiefs to pay his entire 21, uh, 2021 salary in Bitcoin, and they cut him. <laughs> this was a guy who was uh, undrafted out of Missouri and signed a uh, future uh, contract. I had a cup of coffee with the uh, the Chargers. But he said, I fully believe Bitcoin is the future of finance, and I wanted to prove that I have a real skin in this game, not trying to make a quick buck. I will be converting my entire 21, 2021 salary to hashtag Bitcoin. Well, <clears throat> the Chiefs went out. Uh, they added a tight end in Blake Bell and free agency. They... Used a fifth-round pick on Noah Gray. He was a tight end from Duke. And so they already had a guy by the name of Travis Kelsey. You might have heard of him. Another guy, Nick Kaiser, and even a guy named Evan Bayless. Uh, they did not need a sixth tight end. So um, he's basically a blocking tight end and a special teamer. In his entire NFL career, he has two catches. So I guess we'll be waiting to see. Uh, what happened? Remember, it was Russell Okung that received half his salary last season from the Panthers and Bitcoin. And I'm with him. Give me half, just in case. Just give me half, and we'll see. We'll see about the other stuff. Right. Okay. 1 800 878 play, 1 800 Speaking of money, an ownership group trying to buy an NBA team, um, namely the Minnesota T-Wolves, had a group featuring A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, trying to buy it from Glenn Taylor. And remember, we already heard some bad blood about Glenn Taylor already apparently lying to one former player in an ownership group. But A-Rod had a 30-day... Uh, negotiating exclusivity rights. They signed a letter on April 10th. Well, no deal was done, so it's over. And the group originally agreed to buy the Wolves along with the Lynx, not a golf course, L-Y-N-X, the WNBA Minnesota team, and they're going to buy both for $1.5 billion with the idea that Rodriguez and a guy named Mark Lore would become the first minority owners in uh, the NBA. And they said um, the ownership group would take over in the 2023-2024 season. Well, the talks came and have gone. Now, there's still optimism that something could get worked out because it's not like they stopped talking. But as of right now, nothing is on the table and considering the history with Taylor putting up his teams for sale in the past and never going through with it, it's not a surprising turn of events because that player I was talking about was Kevin Garnett. Remember, he was in, involved with a group, and it got really messy, and there was some bad blood there. And back in August, Taylor was in advanced talks with a guy named Daniel E. Strauss, who's the minority owner of the Grizz. And then Strauss said, in the end, he said he didn't want to sell the team. <clears throat> All right? Understand? So, apparently, this uh, Rodriguez and Lore group had gotten the farthest with Taylor. 
but some uh, roadblocks are there. I, I think what it is is you if you want to sell the team, you sell the team. <laughs> I mean, if you're just putting out feelers, I think what you do there is you hire somebody from like Forbes or maybe you just buy an issue of Forbes and see what's my team worth. It's worth a billion. What if we threw in the NBA, WNBA team? Uh, 1.1. How about 1. 1.5? All right. 1-800-878-PLAY. More NBA news. The uh, the New York Knicks have been linked uh, to some uh, players in the recent past, and it's been through some potential trades. But the idea of pursuing um, some of these players, uh, you know, I mean, if you think about right now, the Knicks are the four seed. Julius Randle is, is dominating He's an all-star right now. And uh, anyway, I bring it up because Ian Begley with Sports New York said uh, that they have their eye on uh, Kyle Lowry now. Kyle Lowry, who they traded, they tried to trade for in 2013. It grew, uh, fell through at the last second. But he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. The Raptors are moving towards a youth movement. And the Knicks want to bring him in as their starting point guard. When the Raptors discussed trading Lowry at the deadline, he said, whoever uh, acquires me, I need a two-year, $50 million deal. And you wonder why he didn't get traded. He didn't get dealt, but, I mean, on the open market, he he might get that. But um, he's the godfather of one of Jimmy Butler's children. He loves the Miami Heat, apparently, and the Heat love him. The problem with the Heat is a financial one because they would need to decline almost all of their team options and they'd really have to renounce all their free agent rights to get this sort of space needed for a guy like Lowry. And even then, they can't get 25 mil a year if it's what he wants. So <clears throat> they could do a sign-in trade with the Raptors, but then that would trigger their hard cap. Miami's cap space is reliant on low cap holds on guys like Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn, who are both RFAs. The hard cap would uh, prevent them from getting some of those younger players in their cap sheet. And, you know, the Sixers have the same problem, even though they wanted a Lowry sign-and-trade. They have so much money in Embiid and Simmons, and even Tobias Harris, they wouldn't be able to afford them. But the Knicks have almost limitless financial flexibility, and if they renounce their free agents they would have 60 million in cap space that would allow them to easily give Lowry his two year deal. And, um, I don't know the, the heat and the Sixers are probably more desirable basketball situations as far as winning. But if the mix uh, were able to, um, offer Lowry a max out and give him 80 million, whew, it's, it's hard to believe that somebody would, but, you know, this is a guy who is 35 years old. And if you think about the, the bulk of the star-studded 2021 free agent class, um, and then, you know, even a 2022 option, a guy like, like a Bradley Beal, are you really going to tie all that money into a guy like Lowry when you have, you know, Randall playing like he is and R.J. Barrett starting to figure out the league? And I know Emmanuel quickly is not 
I mean, Emmanuel quickly has a lot of potential. He's not there just yet. But, you know, Tibbs likes his tough guys, and, and Lowry is always a guy who's in the top five for drawing charges, even for a guard. And uh, you remember the guy in, uh, in Oakland who pushed back on him? Yeah. Um, so anyway, just the thing is, is that whenever you have a New York team, you're going to be in the rumors. You know, even when the Jets stink or the Mets stink or, or whatever, you're always going to have them in the rumors. But it is astounding that the New York Knicks matter. They really do matter for once. Um, you know, as I said, they're eight games over 500. They are a playoff team for sure. Now, if you look in the East, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philadelphia, do you see them getting past then? Well, they got a shot in hell. At least they can start off at home. All right, we'll talk some Olympics on the other side with Jeremy Fuchs. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline. is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Is that a Q2 or a Q3 expense? Dwayne's CPA went MIA. To keep his books and his sanity, he needs to find a replacement ASAP. Hey, Johnny, have you ever heard of a fungible good? Indeed can help him hire the people he needs. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Ron Barr, and I've got great news for anyone suffering from ongoing pain due to aging, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to combat the root causes of inflammation. Relief Factor is designed to address sore muscles, stiff joints, aches, and the general discomfort you may feel. There are four key ingredients, and each approaches the body's natural inflammatory response function from a different metabolic pathway. And they've got something special for Sports Byline Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com. 
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 it doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right. Uh, I think a lot of weird stuff. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome to the show author Jeremy Fuchs. He has a brand new book out today from Workman Publishing. It's a nice, tidy little hardcover. It's called Total Olympics. Every obscure, hilarious, dramatic, and expiring tale worth knowing. Jeremy, welcome to the show. What was the, the genesis behind this project? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm an Olympics nerd. Um, I sit down every two years and don't leave my couch for two weeks and watch <laughs> every moment, much to the dismay sometimes of my family. Um, and so when, you know, I there was an opportunity to sort of combine that love and sort of my love of historical research and sort of sports history, um, it was a really exciting opportunity to take a deep dive into some of these stories that a lot of us are familiar with and a lot of stories that, you know, some of us may have never known or forgotten. One of my favorite things is that, uh, you know, and, and I know a lot of people don't like America, but we've invented some pretty cool sports because when you look back at the Olympics, I can't believe that tug of war was an actual sport. Yeah, and there was like there was a failed campaign to sort of bring it back, but yeah, tug of war was a big deal. And the, the early Olympics were sort of a mess. Um, they were trying out a lot of new things. They were a lot of the sports that were popular back then are obviously not popular back, you know, popular now. But yeah, for the first few Olympics, tug of war um, was huge, um, and the U.S. Um, put some pretty good teams. And then there was a lot of controversy with the, the British. It's, like any classic sport, there was um, there's a lot of drama, and unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, it's no longer with us. But it was a serious deal back in the early 1900s. One of my favorite stories, too, speaking of the early 1900s, is the Stockholm Games of 1912. A young Californian by the name of George S. Patton was in the um, 
the pentathlon. And if you think about uh, the pistol range, the swimming, the fencing, and the equestrian, what is the story about one of his bullets went through a hole that he already shot, and they said he missed, and otherwise he would have meddled? Yeah, so as you can imagine, George Patton was probably a, was a pretty good shot. Um, and it, what happened was is he actually shot through, you know, you shoot multiple times, and so he shot through one of his holes, and so he claimed. Um, but it didn't look like he actually hit anything, because it was, I guess, so accurate. Um, so he actually hit more targets than he was credited for. Uh, he finished fifth. If he had been scored correctly, he probably would have won a medal. Um, but he wasn't. In fact, he's almost too good at shooting that it sort of worked against him, unfortunately. Another one I like, the story of the, in the book, the story of the unnecessary cheater. It's kind of like Nixon. He probably would have won, didn't need to do the whole Watergate thing. But <laughs> tell us a little bit about Boris Onyshenko. Yeah, so he was a, a Russian, I guess back then a Soviet fencer, and quite a good one, you know, a medal contender. And he was caught cheating, basically used a sort of special contraption within his sword in a fencing event. And what was odd is that he didn't have to cheat. He would have won his match and probably would have won a medal. Um, but what we've noticed, and this happens over time, is that, you know, people will do anything, right, to win. Um, and back then, the Soviet sort of history of, you know, incredible pressure on athletes. You know, you think of the Soviet hockey team comes to mind, but there's incredible pressure on athletes to do something, to win. Um, and for him, it didn't work out because he was eventually disqualified in a bout that he probably would have won. He could have won a medal. Um, I think what's really scary about that story is he, not only did he have to give back all his medals from previous uh, competitions. He was apparently like berated in prison by Brezhnev at the time. He was dismissed from the army, um, and no one really. And I tried. No one really knows what happened to him following the Montreal game, which was 1976. And given sort of the historical context of that, and you know where things stood with the Soviet Union, kind of guess maybe what happened. But it's a it's a pretty scary story and a definitely cautionary tale. Couple more questions here for Jeremy Fuchs, the new book, Total Olympics. Did we ever find out the deal with, I mean, we, we all saw it, Roy Jones in Seoul in 88, just pummeling Park Si-hung, and then the referee holds up the South Korean's hand, and even the South Korean was like, what the hell are you doing? What was that all about? Yeah, this is so funny. I think because he had said the South Korean boxer had said fairly recently that he was like, I should have won silver. Um, that's a great question. I don't know. I think, I think for, you know, the South Korean, he probably didn't, he actually retired right after those games. And it seemed like it sort of affected him, the South Korean boxer sort of negatively. Whereas obviously Boyd Jones went on to have an amazing professional career and, you know, one of the all time great boxers. Uh, I don't think it's ever been gotten to like the bottom of what happened. I mean, you can put together while well, they're in South Korea, but yeah, this was sort of one of the things that happens over Olympics, you know, in 1988 in Seoul and then back through the early 1900s, that weird things happen all the time. There's always mistakes made. Um, these are human games. They're judged by humans, you know, particularly events like boxing where there's some subjectivity to it. Humans make mistakes. Sometimes there's some nefariousness to it. Sometimes it's just plain old mistakes. And, 
when it's at the biggest stage like that, and particularly in a moment like that, that was so kind of, you know, convincingly clear, so much so that the South Korean was ready to give up his medal, it becomes magnified. But this is a human event, and that's what attracted me so much to writing about is that the Olympics have this sort of huge history, and it's all by flawed humans who come to it to try to win um, and to try to represent their country. And sometimes it works great, and oftentimes it doesn't. You think about the controversies, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, you had the Zika thing in Brazil and the 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 citizens' outrage that the money that they needed was going towards it. Uh, you know, the Salt Lake, the, the voters were bribed with gold-plated handguns. Uh, in Athens, they were painting the Olympic Village while the athletes were approaching. What What is one of your favorite stories about just crazy stuff like that? So the Lake Tahoe game, and it's actually the one of the opening stories of the book. So Lake Tahoe game is one of the first, the first one of the first winter games. Squaw, um, Squaw Valley, right? America. Squaw Valley, yes. Yeah. And 1960, Alex Cushing, who sort of ran the resort, basically, it was, it was very odd. He basically said he didn't want the Olympics. And then he all of a sudden went on this publicity stunt for the resort, essentially, to get the games there. And which he did, he met a lot of pushback from the IOC. Uh, Avery Brundage, who was this legendary IOC president, said, you know, told him if you win the games, he'll send the Olympics back 25 years. But he was, this guy Alex Cushing was clever. He courted South American countries. He never really had any action for the Winter Games at the time. Um, he built a 3,000-pound model of the site. So it was so big, it didn't fit in the IOC exhibit hall. Um, they were almost bankrupt. It didn't stop them until they won uh, they won the 1960 games. It was actually a huge success, um, but he rubbed people the wrong way, and he was not invited to the opening ceremony at his own resort. <laughs> I remember when I went to a family reunion in Denmark in 96, uh, everybody was excited because Denmark had won the team handball gold medal. Of course, you know, that goes right over our heads in America. Sure. What? What are one of those? What is one of your favorite sports that you know that in the, that's in the Olympics that we kind of don't really embrace? Um, I mean, personally, I love watching cross country skiing, and there's the Americans have recently gotten good at it. They finally won some medals at the 2018 Games. I think what's really interesting is synchronized swimming. Um, it sort of seems like a joke when you think about it, and, <laughs> and for a while, it was actually solo synchronized swimming, which seems like even more of a joke. It's basically like you have to stay in time with the music. Um, but it's actually a lot harder um, than you might imagine. And there's a lot of like body control and athleticism that goes along with it, but it just looks kind of so odd. And you have this vision of like elderly grandmas in Florida, like doing water aerobics. Um, but it's actually quite difficult. And I think one of the things that really, you know, kind of stuck out to me doing this book is that whether it's table tennis um, you know, badminton sports that Americans either don't really play or only play recreationally. These are still world-class athletes doing incredible athletic achievements. And even though the Americans aren't quite good at it, it doesn't mean that it's not worth watching and worth learning more about it. And it's one of the, you know, they put those sports on either late at night or daytime during the Olympics. But they're very interesting to take a, take a look at it. And some of these countries that go kind of crazy for them, um, there is a reason they're, they can be fun to watch. Why were the 1928 Amsterdam Games, uh, why are they known as the parking lot games? So if you notice when you park, there's that sort of park, right, like that international parking sign, mm-hmm. um, that P uh, with the circle on it, and that's where it's made its debut. Um, 
in Amsterdam. And we found over time that Olympics are, I don't want to say hubs for innovation, but you know, you have to get a lot of people in and out. You have to build things from scratch and you have to find ways to do it sort of a, not always efficiently, but to do so effectively. And, you know, whether it's 1928 in Amsterdam or, you know, even further, you know, that 1960 games in Squaw Valley it was the first time IBM was able to tabulate results and sort of demonstrated a, a new use for the supercomputer. Um, at these big events, things come out of the woodwork and people find creative ways to do things in Amsterdam. You know, back then, the biggest technology was parking, and that was a big achievement for them and remains, uh, remains intact to this day. And then finally, if you want to go back to the first games, Athens, 1896, Robert Garrett, who was an American shot putter, heard about the discus, uh, looked in a book, got off the boat, and won the gold. He practiced on the ship, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, how many people even knew the Olympics were going on back then? Well, that's the thing. You know, the 1896 games were not a big deal, <laughs> especially comparatively so. And, you know, he was a, Robert Garrett was a athlete in college and went to Princeton. Um, but like to do shot put, to do discus, these were sort of different things and especially different over there. And he, they had hired a blacksmith to help him make a discus so he could practice. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, this, this is the Greeks thing, right? They invented the ancient Olympics. 1896 was sort of the, the big debut of this ancient thing, putting Greece back on the map. And here comes this American who no one knew, who had barely any practice and beat the Greeks at their own sport. Um, and in fact, the Americans did quite well at the 1896 Olympics. Um, and then he won again, actually, in the shot put in um, 1900, four years later. It's, um, he ended up actually having quite the career. He was a banker. He was a civic leader in Baltimore. Um, big-time investor and activist, but um, sometimes athletes are really good. <laughs> they can just walk, <laughs> off and, uh, walk off and win an event, especially in 1896 when no one's expecting it. I think what you're trying to say is don't mess with the USA, right? That's what it seems like. They, That's they what do is. have uh, quite, the, uh, quite the metal history, and it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, over the summer. All right. I keyed. But uh, that is Jeremy Fuchs. This book is really cool. It's just chock full of so many stories and illustrations. It's called Total Olympics, Every Obscure, Hilarious, Dramatic, and Inspiring Tale Worth Knowing, available today from Workman Publishing. Jeremy, congratulations on the books. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break and come on back. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, 
people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. I'm sorry, it's the, it's the pleats. It's, a, it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants. The, it's not fl- flattering in the, the crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now, taking them back to the the pants store. Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right, you might have seen that Tim Tebow did get a one-year contract from Jacksonville to play tight end. Some people have reacted on Twitter, as always. Devin Bush says, Tebow got a job before Kaepernick. Wait till we play Jacksonville. Snooze, snooze, snooze. Laughing, laughing. Marcellus Wiley, why y'all tripping on Tebow? We all have homies that work out until they're in their 30s trying to make it to the league, and very, very few make it, and they're not Tim freaking Tebow. But for those fortunate few that get a shot, are you mad? Something doesn't add up. 
Chris Sims. I think there's a risk the Jaguars are taking in their locker room. Tim Tebow, as nice as he is, clearly doesn't deserve the shot he's getting, and I wonder what his teammates think when a lesser player is taking up practice reps as a marketing ploy. Shannon Sharp, everyone knows why Tebow got this opportunity. He's from Jacksonville, and they're trying to sell tickets. It's not because he can play. Des Bryant, so Tebow hasn't played an NFL game in damn near a decade, and it's that simple. No hate, but you got to be kidding me. Deshaun Elliott says, crazy how Tebow gets a chance with an NFL team when there's hundreds of guys who actually deserve a chance after all the hard work they put in. And finally, Nate Washington says, LOL, it's people think Tebow be good for the locker room. Like them boys really going to be listening to him. Uh, Like them boys really gone be listening to him. And don't come saying yes if you've never been in an NFL locker room. Hashtag IYKYK. So welcome back to the NFL. Tim Tebow, everybody loves you. I'm Rick Tuttle. See you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.